Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 101. And excited to have on the show our good friend, Ryan Messerschmidt, from the Director of Cultivation at Alvarez. Ryan, thanks for being on the show. How's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Going good, going good. And, and for everybody that's listening out there, um, there's a little bit of delay. You know what it's like for some of us or some of you guys out in a cultivation facility with the internet. So uh, we'll have a little delay, but it's all good. We're going to get into some great stuff with uh, Ryan. Uh, but first, uh, Tom, over at Relief. Tom, what's happening? It's another beautiful day in northern Michigan, man. Excited to hear yeah. what Ryan has to say. He's operating in my old stomping ground, so... Uh, I think we were both licensed around the same time, man. So I'm excited to hear your story. Very cool. Very cool. And Kevin, Kevin over at True. What's going on, Kevin? Oh, not much. Dealing with um, with the uh, CRA and their their interpretation of the rule set. Uh, creating quite a problem for us today. Um, you know, the miscommunication uh, that we constantly get from the CRA. Um, and then obviously the, uh, the middleman in the whole equation is the testing facility. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I want to get Ryan's input on this because I know that he's talked about it a lot. But, uh, you know, Veritas just came out with a, uh, a test that's uh, tested at total cannabinoids of 50 percent. And uh, we're just going to let that go ahead and happen. And, and we're going to we're going to stomp on little guys and and uh, instead allow this 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 big fraud to continue to exist. And, and it's just I'm really frustrated today, Ryan. But uh, I wanted to be on the show for my good buddy, Ryan Messerschmidt. Uh, we've been friends for a long time, uh, since high school. Super proud of all the things he's done over at Alvarez. He's worked his way up and done a lot of amazing things. So uh, I wanted to be here for him. Even though I'm a little bit frustrated, might have a bad attitude today, I'm gonna try my best to put a smile on and, and be here for everybody. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, it's, it sucks, especially when, I mean, I saw that on Facebook today, just the spot, Justin Palmentier posted it. Um, the spot retested that Jenny Cush and what was it like 21% THC compared to the, the 45%. So, I mean, you guys, anyone that listens to the show heard, heard me railing on it um, last week on our 100th and along with the other guys, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty stupid. And um, so, yeah, Kevin, I feel it. Um, yeah, whatever. We appreciate you being on. Uh, but it is cutting edge and it's a real issue. So it's a good thing for us to talk about. Um, even on the show. Um, so I want to give Ryan a little bit longer introduction. I actually, uh, I know uh, I'm going to let Ryan talk about his, his background, but I, I met him, uh, you know, uh, with Kevin when I, uh, I, I started working and knowing Kevin over at uh, Canada Sewer and, and growing when I got out of prison. And, you know, Kevin was talking about my, you know, my, my guy, Ryan, and, you know, right-hand man and all this, and all this stuff. And then uh, when we first started Redemption, we did a series of videos. Uh, Tom and Krista were on one, uh, Drew, and then uh, Ryan and and uh, Kevin were, were on ours over at True. So that was cool. Um, we got to know you a lot better then. And then I know you. Uh, I'll let you talk about it. We got a, a you know kind of an opportunity you could cut turn down. And from everything I can tell, you really really blossomed down there at Alvarez. Got great great uh, reputation for quality of flower. 
after, um, I, I was down there, shoot, before there was ever plants to ground, and they were having problems with failing, failing a lot of tests, I know, you know, so good job on that, just turning that around, and it seems to be going going great. So um, with that, I wanted to, uh, you know, let, let Ryan kind of tell, you know, the, uh, the folks listening, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, you know, you know, and any funny stories about Kevin, maybe to make him laugh when he's a kid. And then, uh, um, and then, you know, like talk about, uh, you know, your first time growing in 08 and, and what led you to where you are today. Okay. Sounds good, man. Uh, um, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, I, you know, started growing in my parents' basement. I don't know, back when I was probably like 14, 15, um, quite a few times my mom would find stuff and be like, get this out of my house. And it was a big, big ordeal, but uh, kind of gave up on that. I was always like a, the, the small town weed man, I guess. Um, grew up in Howell, um, went to high school in Howell. That's where I met Kevin. Um, went, knew Kevin's younger brother since middle school. Um, so I've known his family for quite a long time. And, you know, 2008 came around and, uh, um, I kind of just jumped in with a buddy, uh, started doing a caregiver grow at his house and uh, kind of blossomed from there. And then um, Kevin, you know, he moved back from Colorado and kind of we ran into each other. Uh, what was it? Lowe's Kevin, I think. And um, I was working there at the time and uh, said he was going to open a store and kind of wanted me to come on board. And honestly, you know, when he first said it to me, I was uh, like, yeah, OK, sure. You know, didn't really think much of it. Um, and then, yeah, I think he hit me up a couple months later and was like, hey, we're ready to rock, are you? And I was like, ah, you know, what What the hell? Why not? Let's do it. So jumped in head first and uh, worked in this dispensary can of sewer there for, can't remember exactly how long, but um, wasn't really quite my place as far as in this industry. Um, just the, the retail end, the drama of it, you know, just a lot of caddy clicky stuff going on and I wanted to go in the grow end and they gave me that opportunity to go in and you know kind of prove myself and I just kind of paid attention to details and you know learned from what Kevin had implemented to me and just kind of blossomed from there really um, and here I am at Alvarez now a few years later after Kevin and you know I definitely had a lot of growing pains um, there's a lot long way for us to go, I believe, in you know this forever changing industry. But I feel like we're we're kicking some butt and we got a good product and doing pretty well with it. So you know, I remember uh, uh, seeing, seeing Ryan up at Lowe's, and uh, there was that flux time, like he said, like he didn't know for sure he was leaving or he was staying or he was going to come work for us. And I think that there was a couple week period where Ryan walked around in his uniform at Lowe's and was like. Yeah, no, I don't work here. When people ask him stuff, you know, kind of just kind of did his own thing. And so I thought that was kind of comical. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so tell us more about Alvarez. Uh, you know, like uh, the business. You know, the you know, how many plants. Uh, the brand, like the, you know, are you you know, I mean, do you want to make an announcement? I know you guys have a processing and and also some retail. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so um, glad you asked. Um, you know, we're, I like to say we're kind of a boutique cannabis 
Um, we do small batches. Um, we do, we harvest about a hundred to 130 plants every week. And, um, you know, I feel, I feel like it just gives us more time to be able to concentrate on a smaller group of plants and really care for them well. And so we have a good flavor plant, you know, a good quality product. And, um, you know, about two and a half years ago when I started here, like you said, they were, they were struggling. Um, they weren't passing flower. You know, I got here, they had a willow machine and they're trying to remediate flower. And I was just like kind of mind blown by it. Like, whoa, what, what, what the heck's going on here? You know, like I've never really encountered anything like that before. So it was, it was new to me. And um, I kind of just from day one was like, look, put that in the corner. We're never going to use that again. And uh, it was more of like a post harvest issue that we're, I think they're having more than anything with um, just the way they're handling plants and how they're cutting them down and drying and curing. I think they had a lot to do with it. So uh, um, we just kind of started kicking ass from there and, and uh, we're just, we keep moving forward, you know? And then uh, we got a couple stores in Southern Michigan. Um, Dr. A's is our stores. Uh, we have one in Edwardsburg, Michigan, um, right on the outside the Indiana border. And then uh, we have one in Reading, Michigan which is a small, small town um, just out of Ohio, I believe, in Southern Michigan there. And uh, as far as the processor goes, we've been just busting our tails, jumping through hoops, trying to get this thing up and running. Um, we're a couple weeks out. I think we have our board of fire and safety inspection, I believe next week. And then uh, once we get past that, which should be all systems go, we got a kick-ass um, director of uh, processing over there um matt davenport's his name great dude super knowledgeable um just really excited about this brand he came up with the brand name it's we're gonna be uh alva resin it's gonna be our brand name and uh we're just super stoked to get it online and get rolling with it what mode of extraction are you guys using there like what type of products do you plan on producing well, I think we're just going to start off kind of small, uh, just with some waxes and chatters. And uh, we were going to go out with a, with carts right away, and we've kind of turned our focus away from that. Um, but I do know that we're going to be using um, natural cannabis terpenes for all of our flavors, even when we do carts. Uh, we're not going to be using any synthetic uh, terpenes, and we just kind of we're, – we're like a boutique cannabis, and we kind of want to stick with that with our um, – our, our concentrate line too so i'm not exactly sure what his plan is as far as what lines we're going to come up with right away but i do know just like we're going to concentrate on shatters and waxes and just small things at first and then kind of go from there very cool very cool what like we talked a little bit about it the other day ryan and uh this market is, is ever changing and you've seen it every step yeah. of the way and you know um i saw you lamenting the other day on Facebook about, you know, people buying on THC, we're all sick of it, uh, you know, and, and, and pricing accordingly. What what do yeah. you, what's your plan for, I mean, your brand, the El Rez has got a, a great reputation out there as having really good flour, uh, like uh, really good. And mm -hmm. uh, I know it, the sell-through goes, goes fast at the stores and you guys get a good price because of that, of course. But what's next for you guys, like uh, um, as, you know, the next, 12 months are going to decide a lot of who's around with these now with people going under what are you what are you planning with the brand and uh um you know are you are you going to stay in the same amount of stores you're going to try to expand out um what's the growth strategy 
Uh, we're definitely trying to expand out on other stores. Um, you know, we're in a small, small little handful of stores right now. I mean, I think, like you said, a lot of people do know who we are, but I feel like that's inside our industry. Um, I'd like to educate people more on just who Alvarez is and what we stand for and, you know, who we are as far as like, what, you know, we stand behind our product. We enjoy doing what we're doing. We're, we're a Michigan-based company. Um, and just kind of push on that a little bit more with people and just, you know, kind of show why we're up there in the market as far as why is our product more than a lot of these people, you know, and it's because of the hard work we put in it, we, we do more of a smaller batch, like I said, and, uh, you know, I, I want to be in any store that wants to, you know, take us out and not everybody, but, you know, I, I want to make, build more relationships with people in this industry and, and work more with the smaller guys myself as well. I'm a small guy i feel like in this industry and I, I really enjoy working with more people like that and this is nothing against the big corporate people and stuff and i want to build relationships with them as well but um i just you know i'm a small guy in this industry and i, I like working with people like that so <clears throat> hope that explains so, explained it a little bit better i kind of cut out on me so <clears throat> go ahead no, Kevin. Good. You're good. No, uh, I was just kind of, you know, when you talked about building relationships and whatnot, um, you know, we're all members of the MICIA. Um, I saw that you guys recently joined uh, the MICIA earlier this year, um, getting involved on that end. I think that's brilliant, you guys, to take advantage of the network that's out there. And I think that's really going to help you guys uh, moving forward to expand. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about, I know you're like super famous about growing all your cake strains um, and you've been a little bit frustrated with that and, and want to get away from that and grow some new stuff. And so I know I've been seeing your posts. You've been yeah. talking about uh, some, some, uh, some white fire and some other strains out there. And then I also know that... Uh, you guys are working on a collab with uh, Jean Carlos on on uh, getting some of uh, your flour into uh, some magars with Midnight Roots and those guys. So maybe you can talk Sweet. to us a little bit about that stuff, the new strains you got going, and, and and what's going on with the collab, and maybe a little bit about the MICIA and what advantage you, you see with that. Okay, yeah, good questions. Um, uh, yeah, um, you know, I am, we are kind of famous for our cake strains, um, and to me, I'm kind of burnt out on that whole situation situation um super into the ogs and the cushions you know kevin likes those a lot i know that and just been popping a lot of seeds with uh you know we got uh i got it written down because last podcast i drew a blank on all this stuff when they asked me what strains we had so i wrote some down here um you know we got some white fire coming out that's really good um rugburn og um i got some ferrilla glue which is uh grill glue four which i know a lot of people are burnt out on but i really like the strain and it's a real glue four cross with um, og kush uh, we got some skywalker kush from uh, reserva privada that we're coming out with i uh, got about eight phenos of that about to come down and um yeah i'm just trying to i guess get back more into the old school strains of the ogs and the cushions and you know just i feel like a lot of people really like those strains and i get questioned a lot by consumers and just people I know in the industry like why do you guys just grow cakes and I just it's just kind of happened that way really um you know when I first started here they probably had 30 or 40 strains and I didn't care for anything they had so I kind of just grew them as I was popping seeds and and pheno hunting and uh kind of just wiped all that stuff out recently and um going with a bunch of new stuff um so yeah just trying to bring those to to the people and 
kind of go back to the where I started with that stuff. Um, as far as the MICIA, you know, I learned about those guys through you, Kevin. Um, you know, I went to the first golf outing and up at Shanty Creek there and really enjoyed myself. Um, really like what they stand for. I think they help us out tremendously. And, you know, I, I respect Robin a lot. And uh, I just figured that was a good, good direction for our company to go. And, you know, I brought it up to them and um, they loved the idea of it. And we've just kind of been going from there. And I'm really a big hermit to the industry. I mean, I don't know a lot of people, like, a lot of people don't know who I am and that's fine, but uh, I really need to get out there and market our company more and network more myself and just, you know, I felt like that was a great opportunity to do that. So that's kind of where we're at with that and just looking forward to more of that going on for, our, for us and myself, so. So with the uh, the launch with Giancarlo, so you guys gonna uh, be throwing the Willie's Kush cake in those those t those tubes, or what's uh, what's the launch with Giancarlo? What what strains are you guys gonna be working with, and how has it been working with those guys? Um, so yeah, I kind of forgot to touch on that, and I, thanks for bringing that back up. Um, super excited about that. Uh, I've been a big supporter of his his shells for a couple years now. Um, I know Jake and him, you know, have been working on that for quite a long time, and they're both great guys. And we're, uh, yeah, we're going to be putting Willie's Willie's Kush cake in there. We have a uh, orange cake pop strain that's super orange terpy. It's uh, orange push pops crossed with wedding cake. Um, I want to use that on the Megars. Um, we have some uh, two other ones, you know, like a jungle cake, and just we're going to take our our top hitters and uh, and put those in there. Um, we started off with just a small batch. You know, collaboration through those guys, and uh, I feel like it's gonna do very well, and we're gonna sell the shit out of them. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with a small batch of them, and then kind of go from there. And I think that we're gonna kick some butt with them. Really, I, I think people are really gonna enjoy them. They're really gonna like our product in them, and they burn. You know, Kevin, you've smoked them before. They're, they burn great. So really excited about it. Um, I know John Carlos is super excited about it. So really, really excited to work with these guys. Yeah, you'll probably be able to light one of those at the beginning of the golf round, dude, and still smoke it while you're uh, walking back to the uh, the conference uh, center after the after the round. So those yeah. things burn awesome. I agree right. with you. Um, you know, I'd love to put some of our flour in that at some point, and uh, I think it's awesome. It's a great cross marketing tool for you guys, and uh, I think you guys are going to do really well with it. I appreciate that. I think so too. Hey Ryan, tell us a little bit about your grow. <clears throat> about you know, are you uh, what type of medium are you in? Are you single tiered, double tiered, LEDs, HPS, anything like that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I started here, they had a couple set two tier rooms. Um, they're not very big, so there wasn't a lot of air movement in those. So I think my first day, I asked uh, my boss if uh, they had a scrapyard nearby. And uh, he kind of was like, what, what do you mean? I was like, we need to get rid of these two tiers and took me to push it on them for a while. But we're, now we're just using rolling benches. Um, we grow in cocoa. Um, we're running uh, Botanicare nutrients. Um, you know, Kevin, I, I know Kevin likes Botanicare, uses those as well. And um, just a big fan of the flavor and the end all result of that. And uh, so yeah, we're growing in uh, just, we got, I think, five rolling benches in our rooms. Um, they're about 32 feet a piece. And we fit about 100 to 130 plants per room. Really depends on the time of year and the, and the environment. Um, 
outside environment kind of changes the inside of our building a little bit. Um, I like to explain to people at times, like our building was built to grow weed in, but it wasn't built to grow weed in, if that makes sense to you. Um, it's just, uh, it's a it's a learning experience, but I, I'm pretty sure I got this place pretty dialed in and um, we're doing pretty well with that. So yeah, we're just doing single tier now and uh, we have nine flower rooms right now, about to have 10 um, and I have two nurseries and uh yeah that's about where we're at with that very cool uh with the uh with the recent supply chain shortage are you guys finding that it's hard to uh to, to get like cocoa or anything because we're uh we're in peat and there's a peat shortage there's a shortage of everything apparently yeah. but uh are you experiencing the same thing with cocoa i am ryan comes to my grocery store and takes everything i need well with the um, cocoa in the in the beginning, yeah, we, we definitely um, went through a little shortage of that. I think that was about probably about a year ago. We were dealing with the shortage, trying to dig up stuff, and I was using other brands that I don't typically use. And you know, it's almost like you got to relearn how to grow again once you use a different cocoa, just because they, you know, plants take up, you know, uptake things differently, and they just, you know, it was a, it was a learning curve for sure. Um, as far as nutrients, um, you know, that's always Hawthorne's fault if he has the the suppliers but uh i haven't had a real problem with the hawthorne stuff as far as um you know my my botanic care stuff but yeah the cocoa we definitely noticed a little hit on that for a while but it's been pretty good after a while now though all right i want your opinion then uh what's more environmentally friendly cocoa or peat um I'm just going to say cocoa because I haven't really grown much in peat. So I'm not, I'm not going to, that's not a great answer at all, but I don't have a lot of experience <laughs> with peat. Um, and, you know, so I'm just going to be honest with you at it. <clears throat> all right. I'll take cool. that as a white flag. <laughs> Tom is ready. Tom's a, a big peat fan. Yeah. Um, hey, you got, you mentioned that uh, MICIA. Uh, I remember, um, as you know, my dad's the uh, you know one of the inspectors down there in Leone, so we've uh, we've actually got lunch together afterwards uh, at that diner. Uh, no bag, forgot about uh, that when I was introducing you. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, so I was down there with my dad. With I was uh, when we started them, I CIA. I was you know doing a lot of recruiting members. So I remember coming down there. My dad was like getting me into all these spots, telling everyone about me uh, and. Uh, um, I, so I remember being in Alvarez like well, well before, like even close to being done, trying to trying to get you guys in. So I know you weren't there yet, but it's awesome to see that you're you guys are members now, and um, so I'm happy about that. And then uh, you got to come up, obviously, anyone listening, the summer annual first. It's like the first week in August or the second 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 part. week. Second week in August, uh, I've got my Redemption's got our Airbnb all set. Better get on it, anyone listening. But it's the best time because the reason I'm talking about it too is, uh, Ryan, you mentioned about you know getting out there and, and networking and getting in, you know you like working with uh, mom and pops and, and smaller guys and there's just so many, you know Michigan owned, you know not not people that are, you know they, a lot of people hustled their way they're smart they they've done it either in the cannabis industry or, um, or they you know are from around there and figured it out and you know but there's. There's so many like small mop and pops stores, provisioning centers in Michigan. That's one of the reasons Michigan's so cool and unique. So anyone listening, yeah, that's the spot to go uh, to meet everybody. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But my question is, is because, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I've never, two years ago I started Redemption and I've never had an employee before. You know, I've never, you know, it's new to me. I've always been hustling and, and selling and, uh, um, you know, I'm learning uh, and uh, you had to learn a lot faster. Uh, I don't know how many people you managed before, but to go over to Alvarez to be the director and have to manage, you know, people in a grow um, has got to be, I'm pretty fat. I want to know, like, what's that like? Give me, like, if you got any, like, hardest challenges and biggest successes or got any advice for uh, people like me. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a big leap um, for sure. You know, I, you know, working at Kevin's there was just a few of us and a couple of close, tight buddies we grew up together with. So it wasn't that difficult to you know, kind of reprimand somebody and be like, hey, you need to step it up. But now you got you know, a ton of different personalities you got to manage and you have to cater. I almost feel like you have to cater to every one of those personalities and just really dig deep with these people and just find out what their niche is, why they're here, you know, like what they're good at and just kind of put it all together. And it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, I'm still learning that, um, you know, I didn't go to school to be a manager. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've just been a hustler most of my life. So I just, I'm, I guess I'm more, I'm, I'm a personable person and I care about the people I work for. And I just try to show that to them, you know, like, Hey, I care about you. I want you to, I want to develop you. I want to, I want to teach you what I know. And, you know, I even tell people like, Hey, this might be not, this might not be your destination, you know, where you're going to end forever, you know, just so take everything I'm teaching you and, and listen and pay attention to all these details so you can implement it wherever you go. And, you know, I, I get story guys will text me and just be like, Hey man, I'm, I just made head grower at this other place. And I just want to thank you for, you know, teaching me everything you did. And it's, it's awesome to hear that, you know, and I really like, I, I really enjoy teaching people what I know. And, you know, I hear it from, from you know, like my dad tells me all the time, like, don't tell them everything, you know, you don't want people, everything, you know, and I, I, I think different of it. You know, I mean, I feel like, I could teach somebody everything I know and they're still going to do it. Differently. They're still going to cut corners. They're still going to, you know, do their own thing. And regardless of all that, you know, I still want them to know what I know. And, you know, I try to teach for everybody from the bottom to the top, exactly what we're doing here, how I do things, you know, and just tell them constantly pay attention to detail. That's like very important. I feel like a lot of people, don't do that and i feel like a, you know people are constantly cutting corners and i could do this cheaper and my way's better and that's fine you know if that works for you but you know i just like to implement my way here you know i i i, I use kevin's what everything that kevin taught me and i've kind of put my twist on it and and uh you know like i try to tell everybody here like you know i know there's a million ways to grow and how to handle things but this is our way and i want you to stick to that and everybody's really buying in to my program that's like the most important thing you know because i'm like i'm not going to be successful without these guys buying into me and they really have you know of course we're going to have disgruntled people and you know there's going to be egos and you know all that stuff but I, I feel like we've done a very good job of just trying to veer away from that, you know, and, and try to just like, if somebody's got an ego or there's problems, we'll sit down and talk about it and just kind of go from there. And, you know, it's, it's definitely different, man. It, it's, it was a big step for me and uh, I was very nervous about it. And I, I just, I don't know. I just felt like I'd regret it if I didn't do what I did, you know, and it, it really was a tough decision for me, especially being great friends with Kevin to, to leave Kevin. I mean, it really was a very tough thing for me. Like I, I almost couldn't tell him, <laughs> Like, hey, I'm gonna 
take this opportunity because I felt like we had a lot of loose ends on our own as, as a company that I wanted to be part of to help them get there. And, and I wasn't, and I, you know, it did bother me for a long time, but I think that Kevin, uh, Kevin's a good friend and I think he understood where I was coming from on that. And, uh, he did support me and it was, it was good to have his support on it, you know? So. Yeah. He was like, um, you know, it's not you, it's me, you know? Um, and you know, like I could tell he was very <laughs> nervous about telling me he wanted to break up and you know, it, it definitely hurt me quite a bit. I, I, I did shed a few tears. Um, and I do, I truly miss working with Ryan, man. We had a ton of fun working together. Um, we probably screwed around a little bit too much sometimes, but you know, that's what friends are about and, and, uh, having a good, um, atmosphere is, is so imperative. Um, you know, at a company, if you're not having fun and it's, it's miserable, dude, then what's the point? You know, I, we're not here for a long time. We're here to have a good time. And, um, so yeah, I miss that about Ryan. Um, but we still get together on a regular basis, at least, you know, every, every week or every couple of weeks, we'll, we'll hang out for a little bit and talk shop. I'll tell my girlfriend, I'm heading, heading over to Ryan's for about 15 minutes to pick something up and I'll show back home about four hours later. Cause we, uh, you know, get into these conversations about work and about the industry we love and strains and all that stuff. And it just drags out next thing you know, we're like, shit, it's midnight. We got, we got to go, you know, but, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, it's been a little bit difficult, but at the same time, I'm super proud of all that he's been able to achieve. Honestly, at first, when he told me he he was going to do this, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know if if, if he's got it all together yet to do what he's got to do, but he, he's proved me wrong over and over and over. So, um, yeah, congratulations, Ryan. You're doing a great job, buddy. Thanks, dude. It means a lot coming from you, so I appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah, I know exactly what it's like, man, trying to get everyone on the same page uh, when there's a lot of chiefs, you know chiefs in the kitchen but uh you know what we found is we're uh we're working towards gmp you know with our sops and standardizing all of our procedures mm-hmm. uh and in anticipation of federal legalization where uh it's going to be a requirement it already is a requirement if you're going to sell clones which they just recently started making that a little bit easier in the state but uh, uh tell me a little bit about that are you guys working on these things like what are you what do you think uh, are the most important things for companies to be thinking about as we work towards federal legalization? Well, I'll be quite honest with you. I mean, we've, we've talked about it, but we haven't really implemented anything. And, you know, just hearing you say that to me kind of laid a fire in my ass to pay more attention to it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. You know, when I started here, um, I got thrown to the wolves and just had to go, go, go from the get go. And two years later, I finally have my SOPs done for just that goes. So, I mean, they should have been done a long time ago. And uh, I just, I didn't have time. And I just found some time recently to just really hammer on it and get it done. And, you know, as far as going federal, man, you guys are on point with that really. And and, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up to me because, you know, I really need to pay more attention to that. And, uh, you know, it's definitely been discussions, but we're not implementing things yet, so. Yeah, there's no instruction manual, right, for what we're doing. It takes a long time to wrap your head around how to, there's so many layers, right? So I can understand why (laughs) these things are just kind of coming up. But if you're listening, that is something to be seriously thinking about to become an operator in the new space when things change, because that's going to be the first thing they're going to be looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, Ryan. Hey, you, you said something that uh, to me the other day, you, you, we just talked about managing people, but on the other end of it, your role, the company, um, 
was good, you know, like uh, there's there's a lot of ego. You didn't say this, but I know there's we all know there's a lot of egos in in, in the industry, maybe not earned. And uh, you know, I was asking you like, hey, like, uh, you know, how's this going or this? You're like, well, um, you know, I, I'm doing this, this, and this, and, and if and if I can't figure it out or it's not my wheelhouse, we're you know we're getting somebody in here that can. So you know, like that type of thing is uh, you have to have that right now. And a lot of companies um, don't. So that's when, when I heard you say that, I was, uh, I was like, that's a good good quote, good thing to live by, you know, be be, be humble and have humility and admit it. Like part of having a lot of intelligence um, that doesn't get uh, measured when we're younger is is understanding when you're wrong, understanding that and, and, and then talking to somebody and having the people skills or the ability to, to read them that they do know what they're talking about. So for people listening, that's a good one too. Follow that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely take the humble approach. I really do. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the best in the market, blah, blah, blah. I, I won't do that. I, I thrive to be one of the best. Um, I have a lot to learn, you know, I mean, like you said, we're, uh, we're, we're learning as we go. Um, you know, I have a GED, man. You know, I didn't, I didn't go to college. You know, I was a kind of a stoner weed dealer in high school and I didn't go to high school a lot. So when I turned 20, I went and got my GED and this is all self-taught stuff to me, you know, and I have had some good friends and good pieces, you know, on the way to really help me out, you know, and I've heard this quote before that says, uh, it goes, uh, give me, bear with me here. Basically it says, um, with the right system, you can turn a role player into a superstar, you know, and I feel like I was implemented in the right systems and I really, learned a lot and I, I just paid attention man, and paid attention to detail and that's one thing people just they get this ego going and like yeah i don't need to hear that and you know yeah that guy does this but my way is better i'm all ears on listening to people and, and trying to learn new things and, and and progress myself and our company and all that i like you really got to be open-minded on things especially in this industry to just to make it i feel and you know i, I try to take that approach always through my life so <clears throat> So Ryan, I wanted to touch base. We've been talking about employment. Um, I know recently uh, in the last month or two that uh, that your girlfriend, Amy, has come on as the uh, the metric compliance officer over there at Alvarez. And I just wanted you to maybe talk to our listeners about what it's like to work with uh, your significant, uh, significant other. We've had uh, a couple other power couples up on the show and uh, and they've they've talked a little bit about the struggles and the advantages, you know, being, have, being, being able to have somebody that knows what you go through on a regular basis. But then on the flip side, you gotta go home at night and you know you tend to talk a little bit about business so you know talk to me a little bit about uh that dynamic okay well you know everybody i know thinks i'm crazy but <laughs> for working with my significant other but um her and i you know we just we have a really good relationship we communicate pretty well um we just have a lot of fun together and you know she was looking for a career change and i just she's a very detailed oriented person she's on the ball about everything i just really felt that she could really kick butt at this job and uh so you know we we had her come in an interview um they really liked her um i think the first thing she even said to him was is like you know i know my 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 man's one of the bigger people here but i'm not here to just get a job and you know and right off his shirt tail she was like i'm here to prove myself and she really has she's she's jumped right in we kind of threw her to the wolves because uh our compliance metric compliance guy 
that was training her, we actually uh, we had to move different directions with them and kind of threw Amy to the wolves. And she's really stepped it up. You know, she's she's one of those type of people that um, she wants everything perfect and everything very detailed. And for her to not know certain things, it really stresses her out. So that's been a real tough thing for her and I because I'm pretty laid back and just go with the flow type. And she's got to be, get all tense and stressed out about things. And it, and it, it tends to wear off on me. I kind of feed on her energy. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs with that especially lately um you know her dad passed and you know it's been very difficult for her to just take this on but she's doing very well and i've been super understanding with it and you know i just i, I think it's great you know i mean it's not for everybody you know I, I i probably wouldn't have worked with any of my other significant others but with her i just think that we just click real well and we just been kicking butt man i just i guess the only thing i could say to people is just like you know make sure it's the right thing for you for you guys and and uh, if it is, then don't be afraid of it. You know, just try it out. And I'm sure everybody can figure it out and make it work together, I guess, you know, so. We have three couples that work for us and not including Krista okay. and I, so it can work. It's just everyone needs to know that they're happy in their own job and they're not there for the other person. And communication. That is key, yeah. Definitely got to be there for the right reason and not just for the other one. You know, definitely, I agree with that. You know, and, and like my, I guess, end all goal in this is not to work for somebody, is to work for myself eventually. And I just figured it was a good opportunity for her and I to be able to see if we could make it work together and for her to learn learn the, the industry and learn, you know, what I'm doing and maybe we can implement all that and have a business of our own one of these days. So, so far, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I didn't know that, Kevin, with the hard-hitting inside questions. Uh, love it. But uh, <laughs> wanted to, uh, you know, we keep talking all day, hanging out. Um, I have a hard out, so I wanted to give a chance for the fellas to say goodbye, and Ryan, you too. And uh, um, Tom, why don't you start off? That way, Kevin doesn't steal any of your thunder. He'll do it anyway. But no, <laughs> Ryan, it's just awesome to meet you, man. Really hoping to hang out at the MICIA event this summer. It's right in our backyard. So, uh, you know, I'll yeah. see you up here and uh, keep on rocking, man. Thanks, man. Pleasure pleasure meeting you on here. And uh, I'll definitely be up there. And we'll, we'll uh, do some bullshitting and smoking for sure. Looking forward to it. Kevin. Damn it, Tom, you stole my thunder. You said exactly what I wanted to say, and now I have nothing to say. No, I don't kidding. believe you for one minute. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, though. No, uh, seriously, though, um, you know, Ryan, you're one of my best friends in the world, man. Um, you know, to be able to uh, have worked with you so well. You know, I mean, we we, we never argued in the entire time with that, uh, that we worked together. Um, we always bounced ideas off of each other, and I still do. You know, even though he doesn't work for me, I still call Ryan when I have things that I want to try to figure out. And he still calls me when when there's things that he needs to figure out. And I hope that that relationship continues um, and that I, I really hope that you guys have the best of luck moving forward and that you're successful in all that you do. Um, again, like Tom said, I'm looking forward to you being a part of the MICIA and getting to see you a little bit more, um, especially in the business setting. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing, hopefully playing some golf with you unless you got your own team. So we'll, we'll see uh, how that plays out. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. And I wish you the best, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, you know, we, we did work together great. And you know, I appreciate you supporting me always and being a good friend. You're definitely one of my best friends as well. And, you know, 
I've always got you always got my support, Kevin. I'm always rooting for you, buddy. Um, and I'm I don't have a golf team. I was hoping you'd join because I need somebody that's going to help me get there because you know how I golf. So, yeah, no, definitely, man. Um, always rooting for you, Kevin. And you know it's great to, great to be able to do this. You know, and converse and talk about all this stuff together. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree, man. And it was funny that first year when we played golf together, I think you and I shot by ourselves, almost shot even par. So, uh, you know, we keep that thing rolling this year. Maybe we'll walk away with that trophy and, and steal it from the, the hands of Ryan, because I know that he's he's itching to get back that trophy that somebody stole from him last year. I I never I didn't defend it. So I, technically, I want to know. So but yeah, definitely, especially uh, I have to bring bring some ringers. But uh, Ryan, any uh any final words, uh, say goodbye before we take off? Yeah, I mean, just I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Um, I know that, you know, all you guys here are doing great things and it's great to be even be able to part, come on your show and, and talk about it a little bit and, you know, um, keep doing what you guys are doing. I, I'll, every one of you guys, proud of y'all. It's great to be part of this and, you know, talk to each other and, and you know, just have a good, have fun and grow with each other. So it's, it's awesome. It's really cool, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, thank you. And real quick, if someone wants some uh, that uh, that Alvarez uh, flower, how do they get a hold of you guys? Um, you can go to uh, AlvarezCultivation.com. Um, you can hit us up on Instagram at Alvarez. Um, you can hit me up on my Instagram at I think I'm under Mesh Dig M E S H D I G on Instagram. Uh, we have you know any social media, um, anything like that. So just just look us up and, you know, love to talk to people and get in new stores and get in, you know, get in new relationships going. So it'd be awesome. Cool. cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I was uh, really looking forward to this one today because I always like the, uh, you know, the Michigan success stories. And uh, I didn't know. I mean, I like it even more after getting to hear, hear all of it, Ryan. So uh, what a beautiful thing in Michigan. Uh, and it's all based on performing and doing it, you know. Um, that's it. Uh, that's that's all it takes. Is uh, so it was awesome to hear uh, all about uh, how you got there, Ryan and Alvarez, and uh, we'll be we'll be watching. Uh, you know what's going on in the next year and two too. So looking forward to it. For that absolutely. We'll see yep, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. See you guys. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me. Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.